Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and help provide solutions that suit how you do business, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. There's a law on the books that makes it illegal to kill certain migratory birds. But the Trump administration says that law doesn't take into account all the bad things birds do. So today on Parts Per Billion, we ask the question, birds, good or bad? Hello and welcome back once again to Parts Per Billion, the environmental podcast from Bloomberg Law. I'm your host, David Schultz. So here's a little quick and dirty environmental law lesson. Whenever a federal agency, any agency, does anything that might hurt the environment, the law requires it to come up with a report that studies the negative consequences and determine whether the thing the agency wants to do is worth it in spite of the environmental harm. The government issues tons of these reports all the time, but it recently came out with one that was, well, a little unusual. This report was from the Department of the Interior, and it was created to justify a change to a federal rule that prohibits the killing of migratory birds, either on purpose or accidentally. This rule, known as the Migratory Bird Treaty Act, is part of an international bird compact with the three North American countries, plus Russia and Japan, and it's been around for a long time. But Interior Department lawyers recently re-examined the MBTA, and they determined that the treaty says accidental bird killings are legal and that the federal rules should be changed to reflect this. Now, that wasn't the unusual part of the report. What was unusual was the reason the Interior Department gave to justify the inevitable increase in bird deaths that doing this would cause. It said, actually, birds are kind of bad for humanity in a lot of different ways. For example, remember that time birds crashed into that airplane and then the plane had to do an emergency landing in the Hudson? You know what I'm talking about. They made a movie about it with Tom Hanks. People call you a hero. I don't feel like a hero. So Bloomberg Law reporter Bobby McGill was the one who noticed this Interior Department report, and he says allowing accidental bird killings under the Migratory Bird Treaty Act would be a sea change in how this law functions. What it does is prevent um, or aims to prevent the killing of migratory birds without a permit from what's now the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. The federal government has to give you permission to kill birds. And <clears throat> since, you know, the MBTA uh, applies to about a thousand species or more, actually, it's it has a has a pretty big effect. Um, OK, well, that is actually way more straightforward than I thought it would be. Um, but what is the Interior Department proposing to do here? Uh, with this rule change? So for about a century, the Migratory Bird Treaty Act, it established fines for unintentional killing of birds. For example, the the biggest impact that this has had that I'm aware of um, was 
after the BP oil spill in the Gulf of Mexico, BP was fined $100 million for unintentionally killing scores of birds with its oil slick. And in 2017, the Interior Solicitor's Office basically reinterpreted the MBTA to apply only to intentional killing of birds rather than unintentional killing of birds. And this is a reinterpretation of a, of a law that's been on the books for 100 years. That's right. And every administration since 19, what was that, the Wilson administration, has, has interpreted this to apply to unintentional killing. So in other words, if you're an oil and gas operator and you have a, a, like a waste pit sitting next to your oil well, um, and your bird and, and, and a bird dies in the waste pit, then you're responsible for that bird death, and you could be fine. even though you, you know the, you weren't like taking a, a shotgun and going out and shooting birds. That wasn't what you were intending to do, but you're still responsible, right? So the Trump administration issued this um, through the Interior Solicitor's Office issued this opinion in 2017, reinterpreting this to applying only to intentional killing. So you have to say, I want to kill a bird today. And you kill a bird and then you get a f- and then you're fined. So what this rule change does is codify that solicitor's opinion from 2017. Right. So we've got a, an attorney, I guess someone who's sort of like the general counsel at the Interior Department saying, hey, I think this, you know, Bird Treaty Act only applies to intentional killings, not to unintentional killings. Now the Trump administration is taking that opinion and saying we're going to make this into uh, federal law, essentially. We're going to you know, reinterpret the, the law here. Is this the first time this has been done? I mean, you mentioned that it, you know this goes back to maybe the Wilson administration or whoever was president in 1918. Sorry, we, I'll, we'll look that up later. Um, yes, as it turns out, Bobby was right. It was Wilson. But um, is this the first time this, interpre- this law has ever been interpreted this way? As far as I'm aware, that's true. I mean, every, every administration has, has uh, interpreted this as to, to apply to unintentional killings as well as intentional killings. Right. So, okay, let's talk about why the Interior Department is doing this. I mean, I could, this is, a, I guess, a very sort of pro-business move. I mean, there are a lot of you know, large in- industrial businesses who have to worry about, you know, killing birds, and that's costly. And if they wouldn't have to worry about that, then that could save them some money. I, I understand that. Well, I mean, basically, at-, at the end of the day, it's about letting the oil and gas industry and the energy industry, generally speaking, off the hook for um, killing birds. And so, you know, basically, they are the the administration is using the term regulatory or legal certainty. Um, to promote this and to basically say, you know, companies need to know uh, what to expect when they, you know, build, uh, when they drill for oil or when they have any sort of commercial or industrial installation, they need to know what they're going to be liable for. And, you know, if you unintentionally kill lots of birds, um, you know, that might be unexpected. It really, it's, it's, it's about fines. Like the, the, the administration wants to make sure that migratory birds don't uh, add extra cost to um, energy development. All right, we're going to take a quick break here, but when we get back, we'll explain what Captain Sully Sullenberger has to do with all of this. Stay tuned. Your industry is unique. 
It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. You need a company with extensive experience in specialized insurance. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and helping provide coverage that suits your needs. The Hartford offers insurance solutions that help mid to large sized businesses like yours effectively manage risk from liability and property insurance to workers comp and more. With extensive experience in underwriting, risk engineering services and claims, the Hartford goes beyond the expected to deliver innovative, customizable solutions and service that your industry, that your business demands. At the Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how the Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. We are back and we're talking with reporter Bobby McGill about the changes to the way the federal government protects birds. Bobby says the thing that really caught his eye here was the Interior Department's report justifying his proposed changes, something that's also known as an environmental impact statement. So basically what they had to do is to make this to is part of it. This is a rulemaking, right? So they had to do an environmental impact statement. They had to look at all the ways that that this is going to affect the environment. And they, you know, in this, they say it's going to kill lots of birds. It's going to, you know, these birds are declining because of climate change and it's going to have a detrimental impact on 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 birds themselves. This rule, as it outlines all of those impacts, it also it has this, this section called detrimental impacts of migratory birds on humans. And basically what this is, is, you know, they're building the case for how uh, birds themselves affect people in negative in negative ways it's evidence to roll back this um i mean this isn't exclusively what they're hinging their arguments on here by any means but you know it's just more evidence they're using to show that um you know companies don't need to be responsible for killing the birds that their industrial practices and their installations affect and so basically what they're saying here is that birds can kill people um, they, you know, can slam into airplanes. They can, you know, they can slam into your, uh, into your car windshield. They could, you know, um, they spread disease like the avian flu, um, those sorts of things. A, a parallel to that might be hypothetically, you know, the federal government trying to outline all the ways that trees are damaging to people. Right. Cause like trees would fall on houses or, or, you know trees house snakes that might bite you or something right and and to be clear i mean this is a really important thing because you know first of all birds are natural second that birds are essential to global ecosystems and they're indicator species or they they indicate the health of the ecosystems which we all live in um and rely on and they're outlining all the ways that that you know migratory birds are bad for you um and one of those ways is colliding with airplanes. And so in this section about how they collide with airplanes, they cite the miracle on the Hudson flight, U.S. Airways flight 1549 from 2009. Mm -hmm. I remember it. You know, two Canada geese or Canada geese struck, you know, the, the engines of, of this Airbus. And it, you know, there was a power outage and, and, the, and the flight had to ditch successfully, fortunately, in the Hudson River. And so they're essentially using the, 
Miracle on the Hudson flight, Captain Sully's flight, as one of, you know, a long list of reasons to roll back protections for migratory birds. So, okay, it, it, you had a lot of great quotes from environmentalists in your story uh, who were really uh, aghast and kind of upset about this. What, what did they have to say about the justifications here? So one senior attorney for the Natural Resources Defense Council says she's, um, she's never seen something like, you know, uh, detrimental impacts of any sort of natural thing on humans in an environmental impact statement. Um, and she said that, you know, to her, it's mind boggling that, you know, the nation's top wildlife agency, in this case, the Fish and Wildlife Service, would associate harm to humans from birds in an environmental impact statement for a reinterpretation of a statute that is entirely focused on protecting birds. Um, you know, she seemed to be aghast at the idea that, you know, they would even mention the uh, miracle in the Hudson flight and spreading the avian flu. Eric Schneider at the uh, National Audubon Society uh, told me that the use of an aviation accident to justify the loss of millions of birds as a result of repealing um, decades of bird protections is is insulting. This was this, the the subject of a really combative exchange between, you know, Interior Secretary David Bernhardt um, and, uh, you know, a, a couple of senators. So I'm happy a position to work taken with you. by multiple circuit courts. No, sir, no with all due Secretary, respect. that is not true. It's and, absolutely true. No. All right. We will pursue this. And basically, Bernhardt sparred with Senator Chris Van Hollen from Maryland, um, who was basically accusing him of trying to let someone like BP off the hook. So, in other words, a future BP oil spill um, would not necessarily result in a $100 million fine for BP um, or a company like it, uh, you know, for all the birds it kills. So, okay, I'm not an environmental scientist. Uh, I don't uh claim to uh you know know a lot about birds or even really like birds or care for birds to be honest so i'm not going to be able to say you know yes who's right here or whether the trump administration whether these arguments are are ridiculous or whether they have merit so let's put that aside but i i have to imagine if this goes through and is finalized the environmentalists are going to take it to court and will they be able to use some of these uh, justifications that are a little out there, could they use that as ammunition for getting a court to overturn this? Um, they seem to think so. I mean, um, you know, it, it just on, on the face of it, it certainly seems highly unusual to um, the hi highlight the way that birds, which are, which are absolutely essential to ecosystem health, are damaging to people. Um, especially when, you know, human caused climate change is, is, you know, causing these, these birds to decline in number. And so I think that, um, it, you know, environmental groups certainly see this as, as something that they can challenge in court. So Bobby, let's talk timing here. We have about a half a year before uh, a new administration might come in if the Trump uh, campaign does not succeed at gaining a second term. Do they even have time to finalize this and to get this into the books? Or is this kind of something that, that they might just sort of leave on the table? Um, I think that they are determined to find a way to finalize this before, you know, the end of his first term. Yeah, I just know that, you know, in the summer and the fall of an election year, uh, a presidential election year, that's a time when you see federal agencies really crank out a lot of regulations because they're really trying to get it under the wire 
Um, of course, you know, if, if the Trump administration wins a second term, uh, this is all moot. But uh, it, it sounds like they have they're really motivated to get this done like this year or bust. Right. It sounds like it. Um, but, uh, you know, they've they've got a lot of regulations in the hopper. They've they've really tried to, um, you know, move things along during the, uh, you know, their deregulatory agenda during the covid crisis. And I think that. Um, you know, it seems to be, it seems to suggest they're trying to get as much done as possible before, if not before the election, then certainly before Inauguration Day. That's it for today's episode of Parts Per Billion. If you want more environmental news, check out our website, news.bloombergenvironment.com. That website, once again, is news.bloombergenvironment.com. Today's episode of Parts Per Billion was produced by myself, along with Josh Block, Parts for Billing was created by Jessica Coombs and Rachel Daigle. And a special thank you to Marissa Horn, who's edited this podcast now for quite some time. She's moving on, but we wanted to express our deepest, most sincere sense of gratitude. Thanks. And the music for today's episode is A Message by Jazar and Emerald Steps by Tom Hillock and Nicholas Boscovich. They were used under a Creative Commons license. And thank you, of course, for listening. Taxes and accounting are complicated. But finding a good tax podcast shouldn't be. I'm Siri Belusu, And I'm Amanda Icone. Listen to Talking Tax, the podcast that breaks down all of these issues on a weekly basis. Every Thursday, Talking Tax will explain the latest issues for you. From what Congress is working on, to legal rulings, to the global digital tax debate. Download and subscribe to Talking Tax wherever you get your podcasts. Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and help provide solutions that suit how you do business, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.